chapter 1 why it happened why did the reformation happen why did a religious cataclysm at the beginning of the 16th century put an end to the medieval Respublica Cristiana and in so doing usher in the modern age at an accelerated pace? Such rapid changes in history usually come about when the gulf between what is and what should be, between outward reality and the human condition, becomes painfully apparent. At that point, a leader can spark an attempt to bring to an end the dilemma created by such a situation. Luther was such a leader, and he, as well as the other reformers, found Europe prepared for their message. This was something new. There had been attempted reformations throughout the Middle Ages, but they had all failed where the Reformation of the 16th century succeeded. The success of the Reformation climaxed several centuries, during which some men had unsuccessfully tried to cope with the changing relationships between political and economic power, between the professed aims of Christianity and the visible reality of the Church. To analyze some of these changes in relationships is to illustrate the basic causes of the Reformation itself. Though this Reformation was a religious movement centered on a concern for salvation, it nevertheless wrote its message upon a canvas much wider than this. If men expressed their dilemmas in religious terminology and through religious longings, it was because this was their ideology. They saw their entire way of life and attitude toward life in the terms of Christianity. Any change in religion meant a change in the whole tenor of life itself. The shift in political power, which sought expression, was one away from any universalism toward territorially limited political units. Nationalism was not unknown in the Middle Ages, and throughout the later part of that age, the nation-state, principality, or free city emerged as the important repositories of political power. In opposition were the claims of papal imperialism, which had been asserted with increasing urgency ever since Pope Innocent III. The individual rulers of Europe opposed this imperialism with increasing success. But the papacy did not relinquish its claims for political power, and this led in the end to a period of papal captivity in France, which was to mean a split in the papacy itself. Even then, each of the rival popes continued to claim great powers which were totally contradicted by the realities of their own situation. The papacy was caught in a general shift of political power. Though it had dealt more or less successfully with the claims of the Hohenstaufen emperors, it could not do so with those of the territorial rulers who possessed in their domains an actual power with which the Pope could not cope. His claims seemed far removed from the realities of a changing Europe. Thus there emerged an area of political tension between what was asserted on behalf of the Church and a new situation which was the actual reality. A second element of conflict arose through the economic policies of the Church. 
the taxes imposed, the tributes taken, made increasingly apparent a difference between what was and what should be in terms of the Christian profession of faith. If Christ had been poor and had preached poverty, why should the church be so rich? Monastic orders had always stood for such an ideal of poverty. The Franciscans exemplified this ideal in the later Middle Ages, for they put increasing stress upon the necessity for poverty when other orders were falling away from the monastic ideal.